Welcome back to Movie Reel. It is officially summer. Actually, no, technically it's Woo! still spring, but whatever. Anyway, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. <laughs> now I'm Kevin Tracy. Time to work on that summer bod, people. <laughs> I mean, I think it's not summer until the summer solstice, which is like the 21st or something. So technically All it's right, still spring. <laughs> But all right, sweet. There's still time to work for all my summer bod. <laughs> it's it's it is June, and that means we do summer movies. And I really love this time of year. This it, it's I feel like these are our say our favorite months. I feel like it's this, and then we you know head into in the fall, head into horror month, and yeah, I I, I feel like this is like when we really just start cutting loose with just like just. <laughs> throwing in like a bunch of like you know what let's just review what we want to review instead of sticking with like some like random like uh, uh preset like schedule because believe it or not there is structure to this show people <laughs> i will is that a... it may not seem like it but it makes sense in our in our crazy movie rattled heads is that a dig at the movie we're doing today because i so this is a movie i do consider i will say i do watch i have it's it is a movie. There are a couple movies that we I do think of as summer movies that I do kind of I can watch at any time. You know what I mean? Like I can't watch The Mummy in like February, but I can watch <laughs> this movie Get Smart. I think pretty much in any holiday because I remember I went and saw it when it came out in the summer, of like twenty yeah two thousand eight, and I think it came. We I we all got it for Christmas in that year so we watch you know it's one of those movies that my whole family would watch it anytime um so for me this is a nostalgic favorite and for you it's not i take it (laughs) i i have not seen this since it came out in theaters and i promptly forgot about it except for the fact that they had like a random spin-off movie that they promoted the ever-loving fuck Wait, that was a of. that was a movie? The, I thought that was like a show or something. I I I I honestly don't even know. I, didn't I watch never it watched it. Yeah. But they, they they it seemed like they played it for like like 3 months straight on like TBS <laughs> like every other week, weekend and it was like a spin-off with like the like the IT guys and uh, their robot Patrick Warburg. Oh, Jaime. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, Jaime. And yeah, they they just like it seemed like they were just promoting that like everywhere, like 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 Lorax level promotion. Like it was fucking everywhere. It seemed like. Um, but yeah, I I have not seen this movie in theaters, and I watched it the other night and. Yeah, surprise, surprise. It is not as funny as I remember. There, don't get me wrong. There are some funny jokes and funny moments, but overall, I, I don't really enjoy this movie as much as I. Yeah, as I mean, like. I kind of just going into this, I assumed you didn't like this movie <laughs> just because I know you. And it was just that was just my assumption. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, I guess, more nostalgic. I don't know. It just, I saw in theaters, we watched it a lot. It's a movie that I think my whole family enjoyed and laughed at and whatnot. Um, but because I think it's like, this is, I think, a decent, we're, I don't know, I feel like for my family at least, we, this is a good, like, family comedy. It is like, I mean, it is PG-13, but there's not really any, like, sex jokes or anything like yeah. that. 
I mean, it, there are parts where it's like, okay, this is a little horny. But <laughs> for, it's pretty subtle, like him, like, like her when she's going underneath the lasers, and she's and he's like, she's like, are you looking at my butt? And he's like, uh, no, like that. That's pretty. I mean, I don't know. It was yeah. subtle enough. It wasn't that like, like that. That was tame, and then actually seeing her go through the lasers, like this is a tad excessive. And then the her like dancing with the the the. Uh, uh bomb makers like Christics. <laughs> like yes, I will Christics. say that joke of uh, Alan Arkin, who's the chief of control, is that joke. I was kind of like, it's not that difficult of a name to pronounce necessarily. I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's not I, an easy name. I would yeah. say, but like he's telling you exactly how to say it, and it was like he was saying it wrong intentionally. That yeah. Honestly, this, Alan Arkin this is was a fun the star cast. of this movie, in my yeah. opinion. He was the he was by far he was by far the funniest I, person of this entire. I can movie. agree. I think um, I do think this is a very fun cast. It's also very much a cast when you think of it of the time. So it's Steve Carell, who is is two thousand eight. That's still very much off his height. Um, Anne Hathaway. This is kind of at that stage. It was before. Lay Miz, but it was like post Princess Diaries when she was starting to branch out of like the uh, kind of fantasy e- and all pre- that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. That uh, yeah, like the like like Ella Enchanted. Yeah, stuff she like was that. doing a little things a little bit more uh, edgier or dark. I think she around this time was nominated for an Oscar for a different movie. Like you know, she was she was bursting out of that. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it was like it. Her breaking out of her shell. She did a lot more tame things, and then she started doing more um, mature things. Yeah. Not like in a gross, not gross, uh, but like just more adult yeah. things. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, also, uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson with hair, which really that, threw me it, off because yes, like, wow, wow, I haven't seen you with hair in forever, and also he looks super small in this I, movie. Like this, yeah. he looks like modern day Dwayne Johnson would eat like this movie's Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah. He's just he's I, so much yeah. smaller in this. He is he is not he, he is like he he looks like oh yeah, he, like he, he's much smaller in this. His muscles are not yeah. nearly as like bulgy as they usually are. I'm, but also I I mean I mean don't get yeah, me wrong. He's he still, was, like don't get me wrong. He would destroy you. He's still he's still muscular but yeah, like compared to how we, he is today, yes, he is definitely smaller. But I think for me, what what really threw me was, I remember when we watched uh, Doom, and he was in that, and he in that oh, movie yeah. compared to it's it's like half of it's it's I think part of it is he has hair, but he just I remember in that movie something about the way he looked, he looked like he was CGI. And this, I realized it kind of was the same thing. Like, and I'm just wondering now, like, because this was around, again, this was also that time where The Rock was kind of at, like, he was doing a lot of, like, kids movies, like, um, The Game Plan. And um, he, I remember, was, like, randomly on an episode of, like, Hannah Montana. He was very much, like, doing family and kid-oriented things. And... This, yeah, no, he definitely. You know what was. I mean? This is very much a movie. This cast is very much like. 
I, I almost want to say a product of its time, but I feel like that's not, I don't, I don't know if that's quite correct. Like it, but it, the cast is very 2008. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's got you know Terry Crews, it's got uh, David Kochner, James Conner, Warburton, and uh, they, Mas- yeah, uh, Masa- uh, Masai Oka from Heroes. Yes, uh, yes, which, yes. Which honestly, like, I I don't think like aside from this and Heroes, I cannot think of a single other thing that he is in. He is in the Meg, and he dies really early on. Yes, The Meg. Everyone remembers that movie. I saw that in theaters, and I barely remember that movie. That I thought is... I, I thought I, I thought I dreamed that movie. My sister and I love The Meg. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's anyway, but um, yeah, <laughs> like it, like yeah. No, I remember seeing that with like my entire family, and I was <laughs> talking about it the entire way home, and I promptly forgot I ever saw it the next day. See, it was when my sister saw it in, like in theaters, and. She loved it, like, because it's, who, you know, who doesn't love a monster movie, but also, like, it's a kind of ridiculous and ludicrous monster movie. Um, oh, but, absolutely. But she saw in theaters, and I guess she told me, she's like, it ended with them going, Finn. <laughs> and then she showed it to me, and we had just watched Geostorm, which was, and also, <laughs> is also a fun, bad movie, but we oh, were God. way more into the Meg, and and the like. The Meg was a lot more of like a a dumb, good, fun movie. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, I also remember it was um something along like that same vein was a uh, Hurricane Heist. Yes, like I haven't same, seen Hurricane same Heist. Same kind of vein as that. Yeah, I I started it and I was like, wow, this is really boring. Actually, <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah. but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I hadn't seen this movie in a while and like I said, I suggested it for this month, um, because like, again, like I said, I kind of, I grew up watching it and it came out during the summer. This was definitely like a, this was like a, a definitely like a popcorn flick of the time it's like a dumb action oh, yeah. and i realized i really it, it, it's like it's like a dumbed down austin powers it feels like um it's like a yeah it's kind of i realized i really love like comedic action or comedic um comedic like adventure or, or like adventure action movies where there's a lot of humor i mean this is more a comedy but like yeah it's i think it's really fun but i will admit watching it this time um, there were, I was still laughing a lot and there were parts that I was going back cause I was laughing at and I wanted to hear it again, but there were, I will admit there were things that I noticed and I feel like if I had watched it, if this was my first viewing of it, I would be like, yeah, this movie is a piece of shit. But to be honest <laughs> this week, like literally the timing could not have been more perfect this week. Um, I watched mission, the first two mission impossibles for the first time and because someone at work was um really she really loves like top gun and she was so excited to go see the new one so i watched top gun and then i ended up just in this uh you know i don't want to say full-on black hole of tom cruise but i watched the first two mission impossibles and they are terrible they're so bad and i was like honestly the first one i was so angry by how disappointed i was because and my biggest issue with it was it wasn't a fun movie whereas Get smart, whether you like it or not. Like, I, there are things about it that make it fun, and it's 
in and I, something I do appreciate about it, and we're, we'll talk more about it uh, next time, because next time we're talking about Kingsman. We're doing a spy theme this month. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what I, but with something both of these movies have in common is like old school um, spy, the spy trope, like the suits and yeah. the fun gadgets. But the thing I appreciate about this movie was I felt like they weren't overly, they didn't shove it down our throats of how, of how they are old school. The only kind of real mention of it is how it's, it was created. It was like supposedly in the very beginning. When, it was like a, it yeah, was like a Cold it was War dis- thing. disbanded air quotes during the Cold War. And then we see Steve Carell go into work and there's like 20 different like mechanical doors for him to step through. But yeah. Yeah, and they're all, like, the worst CGI they're, Some of. of them look okay, but I noticed, yeah, some of them didn't look great. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that actually, that actually brings me... I want to talk about this tonight, right now. The the score, particularly the theme for this. So Get Smart... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, Get it's, Smart it's was good, a yeah. show in the 60s um, about kind of, like, you know, Max Smart, who's a yeah. spy and I, is yeah. teamed up with Agent 99. Yeah, which... which... Honestly, which honestly was the height of, like, mm-hmm. the spy genre was, like, around, like, the 50s and 60s, which, you know, the Cold War, because everyone yeah. was super paranoid about spies. <laughs> like, that was on everyone's, like, you know, forefront with, like, you know, like, the Red Scare and, and like, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, all that stuff was, like, oh, my God, what if my neighbor's a communist? So they made this show to make it, like, seem a bit, you know more of like a novel thing rather than like no like my neighbor's a communist and he's gonna kill me yeah it's kind of this whole concept it's kind of like what brooklyn nine nine is of taking a very serious kind of job but making it silly and having kind of like like for example terry cruz and david uh like uh is it kackner i've always want mispronounced his name but they're is it uh, uh I, I thought it was I think, like I think co- it's like co- I think co- I've heard co- it as like co- Kachner or it's I don't yeah and anyway I I okay David anyway it's, it's David um, David he, they <laughs> they're kind of like that they're they're like behavior they're kind of like think of like high school like jocks or like frat boys that they're they're just kind of like the office like slight bullies like they're not like terrorizing uh steve Prell's character but they're they're, yeah they're they're, yeah they're they're sitcom bullies because they they're both they bully you in a way that no bully they more just like tease him a little bit but like they don't do but like okay like there's a joke uh max is an analyst and he's really really detail oriented and he's about to make a presentation and uh so Kat, his name's Larrabee. <laughs> it's Larrabee and Agent 91. Terry Crews is 91. And he's te- he's texting, and The Rock's yeah. like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just texting my fiance. We can't get married in June because I'll still be in this meeting. And then uh, <laughs> The Rock breaks it. He's like, oh, you the lost the signal, and gives it back. And then Terry Crews takes it and goes, next time use your own phone. I think, I will say, okay, anyway, we're getting off score. But, like, the those type of, like, he, they're those two kind of characters that like 
they're they're made for comic relief. They would not probably be behaving this way in this actual situation or uh, agency like yeah. this. But the um, yeah, they, they they remind me of like the two like uh, like like douchebag like detectives. In oh, the other um, with, uh, uh, Will Ferrell, and Mark Wahlberg. Like like they're mean, the exact okay, same character. Do you mean character. like uh, Rob Riggle and uh? Is it Damon Wayne? Okay, like because there's them, and then there's The Rock yes. and Samuel Jackson who die promptly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh yeah, they're dead in like the first like ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, you know? like they 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 don't count. It's like oh yeah, aim for the bushes. <laughs> they jump off like a three story building right into the pavement. There's nothing there to break their fall. I love that joke. There wasn't um, even an awing. It, it doesn't is... make sense. No, they just jumped <laughs> twenty stories. Like we have to do that movie at some point. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that that is by far like the yeah, best they're the, movie. Um, yes. but yeah, no, like yeah, they're they're the they're the sitcom bullies That's a good way that it, yeah, like yeah, like a lot yeah yeah they're sitcom bullies because they just you know they they don't really do anything like overtly like like traumatizing like an actual bully they just like you know do like you know like random like hazing and they they like uh play off of each other really well and um there's like a, a couple. There's like a recurring joke where uh, Larrabee gets like a paper stapled to his forehead <laughs> because you know it's like oh he he like paper jam he didn't like fix the paper jam in the printer because you know like all the agents are grounded because uh, uh there was they were breached uh, th- yeah there's a data leak and all their all their agents are being like assassinated so they have to send uh, Steve Corral's character out because he he's not an agent so they don't have any any of his info so they make him an agent and they send him out into the field with 99 and hathaway's character who just had like extensive plastic surgery so she has a completely new face and like that's that's their whole bit with it and then when he she shows him a picture of what she looked like it is it's a completely and, different actress yes but also i i which i thought that was really funny any, too it's like this is what i used to look like if like, anything oh, i thought shit. why would they be carrying that on their person I thought that was weird. Like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess like, okay, on like our phones, we have like selfies and whatnot, but it seems weird to have a wallet size picture of yourself. Like, I don't know if, I don't know, whatever, but regardless, um, kind of back to the, the theme. So the theme, I, I actually listened to it after watching the movie and it's, I mean, it's the same, really. This is just like a little, it's a little more, contemporary but i was thinking like how much fun this composer must have had with it like he's just taking something that already exists and just kind of amping it up and i think it sounds really great yeah because because it's a remix of the original yes it's the same it's the same like melody but obviously it's just uh say upgraded but it's the same yeah um it's the same like yeah tune um, but yeah, so, uh, I don't know if we really talked about, but so Steve Carell, it's, it's not CIA, it's a different, uh, secret, like, government agency called Control, and they are Control. fighting to stop, uh, so basically their enemy. The evil yeah. forces of Which, chaos. Um, I don't know, that's, it's like, I kind of love, I think that's something that I just, I've always appreciated about this movie, it's the the ridiculousness of it like it's not campy i mean it could i mean yeah 
it's, it's, it's on the so nose, on the but they nose. don't like make a big deal about it. I think there's one joke about them being about chaos being chaos when uh which I'll be honest, I never really thought about until this time, but where uh so the chaos agents are they're Russian, like they they said because this was a Cold War um these were Cold War agencies and they're basically they're stealing yeah. explosives because explosives are basically going like missing all over like the world. That's kind of like what uh, agent 99 and Krell are going. They're trying to fire out, find out what chaos is up to. Yeah. 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 Speci- yeah. Specifically. Um, they steal, they steal some explosives and then it's, it's that actor. I gotta, I gotta see what his name is. He's in a lot of things. Um, he was also a very much an actor who was like around that time. He was like the oh, uh, uh, yeah, Terrence Stamp. I, uh, yes, uh, Sig- he Sig- was Sig- in like character? yes, uh, yes yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Terrence Stamp. He was in uh, Yes Man, and he was also the evil butler in the Haunted Mansion with Jennifer Tilly oh and gosh. Eddie Murphy, a classic. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, Walt it's been Disney a million staple. years since I've seen that. How could you forget? But, um, <laughs> How could you forget such a cinematic enough, classic, Sam? Um, but anyway, uh, and his sidekick—it's <laughs> uh, funny. I recognize him, and I recognized him like years ago when I first saw this. He—the reason why I know him was because another movie that my sister and I grew up watching and watched all the time is he was in a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie that we watched all the time where they are put in the... They witness... <laughs> that, <laughs> no, not, they basically... That was not it's something called I was our expecting. lips are sealed and they witnessed a crime and their family is placed in witness protection and they're in Australia. And he... <laughs> and I he's remember the, that And movie. he's the evil sidekick oh in that. Oh my god! Yeah, but... Yeah, no, like... Yeah, and like the whole bit is that like... They they go through like multiple different like identities because they keep blabbing it's about so their identity <laughs> in some way or another. And Australia is literally like their la- Australia is literally like the last destination. It's like you've gone through fifty covers. Basically, like literally the first the like worst. they're relocating. The first thing they're asked is like, "What what brings you guys here?" And they're like, "Oh, we witnessed a crime, and now we're in witness protection." And it's like what the fuck? It's like that's the whole joke is that they can't keep a secret and they have. But anyway, yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's like so. So you guys want to um, die? Is, so that, is that what's going on? Is, Star- is a Starker, and he is like the sidekick, the evil sidekick henchman of that movie. That's how I. And so he's just the same, pretty much the same character in this movie. Um, but anyway, so the joke is they steal explosives, and one of and uh, Siegfried's like okay, burn the building, and one of them's like, why do we, if we already have what we need, why do we need to burn the building? And then they, he shoots him. And it's like, oh, because they're chaos. Like, there's no point. The chaos is chaos. There's no point to it. And that's like, okay. But I feel like other than that, they don't, they don't shove it down our throats that the, because it could have been more campy, and I kind of appreciate that it You know, it we're evil. Or it, it skittered, it, like, I mean, it wasn't, um, it, it's yeah. skittered around. Like, it, uh, honestly, I, I felt it. like Terrence Stamp's character was so wasted on this. Like he he brings like a level of like actual like 
an actual, genuine, terrifying presence as his character. And he's not even, like, the main bad guy. He's, like, the second in command and, like, face of chaos for, like, Agent 23, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's, like, actual, like, secret reveal that he's a... Yeah, spo- spoiler, oh, spoiler for this, yeah. like, 2008 movie. Uh, uh, that, yeah. like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has secretly been, like, been, like, running chaos and, and doing all this. But, like, Siegfried is, like, actually has a genuine, genuine, terrifying presence that this movie had no right to actually have. Because, like, every time he's on screen, it's like, oh, I believe that this man will kill you and feed you to, like, his, like, pet, like, great white shark that he has. Because, of course, he has a pet great white shark or something like that. Uh, like, I, like, I was... I not no, that no, I'm assuming. Assume, this man's yeah. evil. This man, <laughs> of course, has a great white shark as a pet. Like, did you walk like watch like an extended? No, like, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm generalizing because you know like yes, spy movies yes. always have like some like like exotic yeah. animal that is like super deadly that is like oh I'm going to feed you like like you know like the whole Austin Powers bit of yes. like I just want some great white yeah. sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads just like super over the top like I'm gonna feed you to this rare deadly animal that I have cultivated for my own nefarious reasons yeah okay yeah um but i I know i know what you mean yeah like he is that he seems like kind of bad guy yeah he's not given that much to work with and i think that was that's the thing about this movie is i do think you agree that there are laughs in it and i do think there i i think the comedy i don't really have an issue with if anything, what I noticed were there wasn't the movie seemed to think there was a lot more emotional um, content for an audience to sympathize with than there actually was, particularly between Agent Ninety Nine and uh, Max. Yeah, that was like but non-existent. Basically, I don't. It's like basically we kind of he asked her. There's okay. There's like a scene where, because she in the beginning does not want to be partnered with him. He has no experience, and so he's kind of learning as he's going. But also, you know, it the whole kind of point of it is he does do things his own way. As an analyst, there's things he he knows these people because he's been listening to them for so long yeah. that that actually becomes an asset. You know, so he's not. And there's like a joke. He's like, "I'm not completely incompetent without a gun." <laughs> like, which I'm, I'm wondering if that's a line that um, from Get Smart because the whole mitzed it by that much. That was like the catchphrase. Yeah, that yeah, that was a catch. They, he, and he only said it like a couple times in this movie, which I'm glad that they didn't just like overuse like uh like a catchphrase or something like that. Um, I think they should have used it. They only used it twice, and I kind of wish they used it a third time. Just to really seal, I thought they just kind of seal the deal. Did they not? I can only think of I can only think of two times. It happens at the very end, and it happened once in the middle. I don't remember. Wait, maybe when they? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was only twice. I can't think of the first. I can't think of another time. I can't think of an earlier time than the second time or the first Uh, time we hear it. Well, anyway, whatever. Here's the catchphrase. Um, but yeah, going more into the villains their their whole thing is that they're trying to hold the world ransom with all these like uh uh nukes that they've 
votes uh, given to like all these quote unquote 20 unstable dictators. And uh, since everyone like more or less believes that this is a defunct agency that, that chaos no longer exists, the United States government doesn't believe this to be a credible threat except for control. It's like, you, like you idiots. And then chief gets into like, probably like one of my, like my favorite lines of like him fighting the vice president is like, I've been waiting for this since the Nixon era. And he jumps over the table and just tackles the VP. It's because like, that's literally hilarious. all of them are like older white men. And so they make, of course they make old jokes, but yeah, that it was, yeah. that's also that scene. It's so yeah, Alan Arkin, um, uh, Kevin Nealon is in there. If you, uh, for a second. And yeah, um, the one of the military guys, I can't think of his name. He was very much like I. He did a bunch of '90s things, like he was on Boy Meets World. He was Sean's dad. He was on Home Improvement. Like he was like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think of his. Name. I don't know his name, but um, I, he, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, he like that's why he looks super familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was kind of like this movie was just kind of like a random who's who's of like cameos and celebrity appearances. It felt like. Yeah, because like hell, even The Rock, like he felt like he was like an overglorified cameo because it didn't seem like he was in the movie that much, and like yeah. his betrayal seemed like a complete like out of left field because he has zero character development throughout this entire movie. Which is, I mean, villains don't change. He, he, he's, he's he, yeah, I I know, but yeah. I mean, he's just like his whole character can be summed up. He's the hot shot agent that everyone wants to be and strives to be. And that's that's pretty much it. Like he, he just has like he he kind of has a bit of an ego on him. He doesn't really do any like the office stuff, and and then just out of nowhere, it's like oh by the way, I'm 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 the bad guy. Yeah, I think um, it would have been interesting if there was more like like really subtle some kind some kind of subtle hint. Um, yeah. like maybe he's leading him into a trap or he's what, you know, like whatever, but like he's, there isn't really any evidence up until the very, the only giveaway. And it's not even really a giveaway when, uh, bef- they, they just discovered that he, he's just like, Hey, you have like a bunch of radiation on you. Well like, that, but shit. <laughs> that, but also, um, there is a part in the beginning where, uh, he and Steve Carell are, you know, practicing, you know, like at, shooting target practice. Like, yeah, they're, playing, yeah, like, they're, they're playing paint- paintball. They're, yeah, they're playing paintball. And um, he is like, and the rock is bleeding and he's like, uh, it's like an old stab wound when my blood starts pumping, it starts to seep. So when he's stressed or whatever, his blood, his you know, blood pressure rises and it starts to bleed. And so later when he's being discovered as the bad guy, you can see, and they point out that his like, wound is like seeping so that's the only and i think that would have been a nice like a nice little that would have been interesting if like i agree if there was it didn't need to i agree that there wasn't really much character development for him but he's honestly the one that i care the least about of having any character development if anything i would have yeah rather have um a little bit more i don't know basically like i said this movie seems to think there's a lot more emotional uh, content and development. Yeah, so yeah. 99 and uh, Steve Carell start to, or and Max start to kind of, it's pushing them in the direction of like romance, but it doesn't, I, I don't think there's, it's just, 
I don't want to say if they have zero chemistry. I thought they like worked well together. It was just romantically. I was like, I don't kind of really buy it. I yeah, I see it. I think yeah, yeah, because like, because the majority of the movie, it's Anne Hathaway is just kind of like grumbling and complaining at like Steve Carell's like like almost lethal incompetence. Like the, the his the fact that he hasn't accidentally killed himself multiple times is only because she has intervened at at his there, at, on his yeah. behalf. Like he's there's, almost like yeah yeah like there's multiple times where like if she wasn't around for like like that X amount of time, he he would have like somehow killed himself or gotten himself killed, which happens like almost like in the beginning of the mission. He like ejects himself out of the plane after shooting himself in the face with a harpoon. So like, wait, that, times. so basically because well the, the so right before he leaves. Um, so Bruce and Lloyd, they're the two like IT like uh like tech guys who like you know design like gadgets and stuff. They give him a yeah. They're 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 basically the equivalent of Q yeah. They, they assign uh, they give him a uh like a Swiss Army knife and it has like comes with like a mini harpoon and a flamethrower and shit like all these things. And so while on the plane, he um is using a match to get gum off of his shoe and people think it's a shoe bomb and he gets arrested and he's, you yeah. know, tied, his hands are tied and he... Go- yeah. Also, how the hell did he get matches onto a plane? I, yeah. Like, I understand he's a spy and he has, like, a bunch of, like, like hidden compartments, but he just pulled that out of, like, his jacket pocket. Yeah, I thought... Like, <laughs> it's like, this is post 9-11. There's no way you managed to get that just in- casually in your pocket. I, I will agree that that was, that was something I noticed where the best jokes in these movies, in this movie, were the ones that where the actions that led to the joke were organic. Whereas a lot of them like this joke, it's like either the thing that they, they did to the, the joke is funny, but the joke only happened because of the previous action. And it's an action that didn't need to happen or there. It's a little yeah. unbelievable that it has. So like, for example, um, there when after so control is like breached and they have a like a meet or the chief so alan arkin is like talking about like what's going on and what the plan is and uh max suggests they go into the cone of silence and they all groan and complain about it and it's just like basically like a force field kind of thing that protects them and they're all in it and they're all groaning about it nobody wants to do it and apparently it's not a hundred percent ready and Larrabee is like feeling suffocated in it and then immediately they turn it off and it was like so nobody wanted to do it so there was really no point of them for doing it the only reason why they did it was because to lead to another joke which I actually like this joke way more where Steve Carell is named a uh he's agent is it 83 or 86 86 and he He's like, oh, can I have the cone? And he presses it, but he doesn't press it hard enough. So he's just standing away from everybody going, I'm so happy. This is the best day of my life and screaming and then brings it back. And they're like, you didn't press it hard enough so we could hear you. And he's like, oh, and they just move on. Like that joke I thought was really funny. But the, the first use of the cone of silence, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. They don't need to use it. Nobody wanted them to use it. Well, I think they... I mean, it, 
like it makes sense for context of the audience because we right. have no idea what the cone of silence is. We don't know what that does. So for him to just use that and be all like, "Oh, this is the greatest day of my life." Yeah, we don't know what that. Like, no, kind of assume. Yeah, because, in that that you know, no, I get yeah. that, but it's like it's more of just. The fact that nobody, even the chief, wanted to use it, and then they immediately turn it off, I just felt like it could have been written in a way where it made a little bit more, like, sense, as opposed to, even the boss doesn't want to use it, and then he, yeah. a minute after that turn, is the one that's like, for, like, we're not doing this. It's like, so then there was no point in doing it in the first place. Yeah, and honestly i didn't yeah. even find that joke that funny and it just seems like this movie is just chock full of like sequence jokes that just build up to a punchline that e- isn't worth the setup like they spend so much time on like this stupidly convoluted setup for a punchline that is just like i said i think the it. best jokes like, are the all. ones where the action makes sense so the joke makes sense because and it's it's funnier like i think my favorite one of my favorite jokes, maybe my favorite line in this movie, is right at the beginning. So, like we said, uh, uh, Max is an analyst. He's really detail-oriented, and he makes these, like, really, really detailed, like, hundreds of pages of, like, research, listening. He basically is just listening to, um, like, these chaos... Mon- yeah, of, like... and they're, they're basically conversations, yeah. It's like, hey, how's your coffee? And, it's good. How's your and the chief it is, is like, also good. muffin's like, a code word? He's like, okay. no, it's comfort food. And frankly, much more fattening than most people realize. Which begs the question, why are two yeah. hardened chaos agents risk the carbs? Like, that... Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Also, they mention, like, carbs multiple <laughs> times do. in this movie. <laughs> It's like, what is this? Is this like a secret, like Weight Watchers, like propaganda? Um, if anything, movie? it's not. It's not like, because they, they... Subway it seems to be a sponsor. Because you see Subway a couple of times in the movie. Yeah, but it just it seems so weird that like they mention like, hmm, this is worth the carbs. Like that joke. See, this what? joke. I agree like... with you about that because there's a part later where they're at a restaurant. Um, when they're in Russia and. Uh, Agent 99 is like, so how do you know this place? And he's like, you know, I hear a lot of stuff listening, you know, like listening to all these conversations. And he's like, I don't remember what the restaurant was was called, but it was like, they all have like a insk at the end. So he says, he adds like a, it doesn't get any better than insk. See what I just did there? And then she made a com- and he makes a comment about how she slapped him earlier. And he's like, is that just your, you know, your default? Like, Oh, uh, we're doing, we're doing this. I better punch Max in the face. Oh, you're having some, I'm having some bread. I better punch Max in the face. And then she says, I agree. This part, I was like, there's, what was the, what the fuck was the point of this? She goes, I love bread and I'm, I know it's got carbs, but I've never been afraid of carbs because every time it seems like no matter how many I eat, I stay thinsk. And the joke was, okay, she's also doing an insk thing, but like, I agree about the carbs thing. Like there was no what like it it, it just it it there's like it, it shows like they mention like carbs and like okay we get it steve Carell used to be fat like there's like that's a recurring thing is that like he recently yeah. lost 150 pounds and like there's multiple times where we, we have like flashbacks where we see a picture of what he used to be and it's just steve Carell in a fat suit and it's like oh okay is this 
important to the plot? Yeah. No? Okay, thanks for mentioning it, because it, it, it does not impact the story no. in any meaningful way. He doesn't seem to have, like, any inklings of, like, oh, like, he, like, he is, like, has, like, almost like a, like, not anorexic, but, um, like, like, he has, like, fat shaming issues or anything like that. Yeah. Or, or it... like, issues of, like, 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 body proportion issues. So it's like, why even make this a thing for his character if it's not going to impact the story in any I agree with that. Way, I didn't like, think at all. it didn't, it didn't really add anything to his character other than, like, a couple, like there was a joke later where, um, so the restaurant they picked is a favorite of um, Lattice Las Christics, and they see someone picking up food for him, and they follow him, and he starts while they're like staking him out and watching. He's opening up a like a protein bar, and he's like, "I didn't get to eat at the restaurant, and if you don't eat, then the next meal you overindulge." And then she takes it, like throws it away, and he's like, "You owe me three dollars." <laughs> I did like that joke. It's like you owe me three dollars. But I agree. But yeah, like, like, that, it didn't, other than a couple funny. of jokes, it didn't really add that much to his character, and especially because aside from he, so he really in the beginning he really really wants to be an agent. It's his dream to become an agent, but he's like the top um, analyst, and I really say I really love his relationship with the chief. I think is my favorite because it's like. He's their bot. He's his boss, but it's almost it's almost yeah, kind of like father they, they, fatherly. Yeah. Like basically, he really wants to be an agent. And he says, yeah. "I know in the past my my weight was an issue because he was overweight, so he couldn't do all the things he would need to do." And uh, he couldn't complete the obstacle course. Yeah, but it seems like even if that it seems like that that wasn't really the that wasn't even the only reason why he wasn't made into an agent and Al Marcus says, I know how much you want this, but I can't promote you because I can't afford to lose my best analyst. Like, and there's a, when he is actually out there, you see Larrabee yeah. and agent 91, like struggling and you hear Bruce and Lloyd make a comment being like, it takes eight of these guys to do like what Max can do. Like he's so good that, so that is more yeah. important than him, than his previous, like, like, like being overweight it wasn't I agree it was it was also kind of like fat jokes are kind of on their way out now and that's definitely a joke that wouldn't fly today and yeah. it wasn't even that funny yeah well i mean it i'm like yeah no like it like i mean like at the time like fat jokes yeah. were still kind of like a a thing for at the time and but it was no. just like they they didn't use that at all like they had they had the ammo they had the gun they just didn't pull the trigger and it's just like okay like i thought we were kind of kind of get like a like a paul blart like mall cop kind of like body positivity kind of message from that it's like okay like i can get behind that and they they just went nowhere with it it's like oh yeah i used to be fat and all right let's go stop the bad guys like okay why even mention it if it's not gonna like make your character like more of a character you're you're a walking talking uh like caricature of like body shame and like uh of like all all these like different messages that the, like could the, go somewhere and they just yeah completely flub the one it up. scene that like, i think um why, why even bother you could argue in defense of his well okay so the one scene that i think this 
the only reason this kind of sort of works and even then again I don't think this is that necessary of a background for his character but um the scene where they are at uh Chris Dix's uh party and Anne Hathaway so Agent 99 she's dancing with him and uh Max asks someone to dance and you think it's this like skinny blonde girl and she's like ugh no gross and he's like I wasn't talking to you and it was this overweight girl behind her but like and the thing is like they dance and it's it's actually really funny and she was so great like she was funny and she like you could argue and he like you could argue it's a like you know it's also a self-confidence thing and insecurity and like like i don't know it was exactly like i thought they were gonna kind of go for like a bot like body uh positive body positive positive body body like image like thing because like they already introduced like established that like he used to be fat oh i lost 150 pounds and then she's like so did i and she's still like you know like really Mm -hmm. overweight it's like okay yeah like you do you like you you have fun like you be comfortable in your own body if you are comfortable like being this and are still like living like a a healthy lifestyle then yeah you you do your own thing like that would have been great but this also led this is kind of a, a tangent but this also led to like of a nitpick inconsistency that like once i realized it like drove me up the fucking wall so during this dance like there's a whole thing where like she jumps into his arms and he lifts her over his head and she's like three times his size and weight so it's like she is she's massive compared to steve corral yeah and like he does that and it's like he's able to hold her up and like dip her and like like once he's dipping her like he you can see like he's starting to struggle and they do that but he's he's able to do it like on his own he's able to lift this woman over his head for like like i saw like 10 15 seconds and yeah. then later on in the movie um there he gets like uh it's like the bakery where like they're like the chaos like headquarters or like they're secretly they're having all the bombs he yeah. he gets locked in like this torture room uh, by <laughs> Siegfried and and his like right hand man like like Starker he knocks yeah. out Starker and then he's struggling to pick him up to get him to like the like the retinal scanner and th- and of course some guy walks by and it looks like you know he's he's humping him so it's like haha gay joke in two thousand eight ha wacky but he can't pick up Starker and he looks like he's half the way to this woman so it's like. That's what? a really okay. good why, point. Why? Why are you having a hard time picking up someone who's half the way to someone that you just lifted up over your head with no problem whatsoever, and now you're struggling to lift a man who is like laying down on a table? You're not even lifting him up from like a like a prone position. Like this should be easy for That's you. That's a really. Good, I did not think about that at all. Um, I I don't know why that drove me up the wall, but it did. <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't think about that, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In conclusion, yeah, there's the the fat jokes are just kind of unnecessary, and it's definitely yeah, it's very much a 2008. They wouldn't. There's no way they would have gotten away with that yeah. today. Um, well, they, they they didn't even really like do it. Use any yeah, fat they jokes that no, much. they didn't. I just think, and it's not even that he used to be fat. It was just I agree. It should have been. I mean, like okay there yeah i agree there's a lot of like insecurities or things that he would st- i mean i don't know i i don't i don't know i don't really know what to say about it it was just something that i was like this wouldn't fly today um 
Like, like I don't yeah. know. I'm someone who, and I know it's mild compared to like how far, how extreme it can go. I struggled with my weight in like high school, and whatnot, and I have, you know, I've lost weight. I still have like a ways to go, but I've lost weight, and I still struggle. Good and for I you. still, <laughs> yeah, I still struggle with, um, like those those some of those issues I have don't go away you know like that's you know and that yeah. I agree that could have been but also it's not that kind of movie so really it's just no it, it's not but I mean they like I mean it's also like that wasn't also like a, a thing in like Paul Bort Mall Cop but but they still had like a very like uh positive body image yeah like uh, a theme throughout that movie like it's like yeah like i i have like this medical condition that basically makes it so like my blood spikes uh super low so i have to have like a constant like sugar oh, yeah. intake and that's why I, i'm like fat like like there's like some kind of like right. like random like like mcguffin for like why he's like that, like fat but it's like no but like i'm happy with this like i'm still like very active for my job and he's like saves the day even though he's like was like like hypoglycemia or something like that i i don't know if like that's actually how it works but that's how it works in the sake of the movie so that's what i'm going off of and i i'm, I'm surprised that how much i'm talking about paul port mall cup yeah, for this yeah. movie um but it it, it does have a similar theme between both these movies of showing like a similar amount of um how one's like body weight can be a hindrance because you know in the beginning of that movie he's trained to be a cop and he fails the obstacle course and steve corral in the beginning of this movie in flashbacks he fails the obstacle course because of his body weight and it the, the, the parallels are there they very easily could have done something like paul bart mall cop of doing this like hey i'm not going to let uh something like this be a hindrance to me and and i'm gonna get in shape and he does but, but like we don't see any of the progress we just see the end results and what it used to be we don't we don't see his um i don't i don't know his ambition on him trying to stay fit or or anything like that or any like lingering insecurities about his his body weight other than like he had like a bad yeah. dream where the the his like prison guards like shove like a cake through like a melt mail slot and he's just eating it like he's like a yeah. caveman and he just wakes up and is like I'm fat <laughs> like that's yeah I think that's that it. was that was the one overall it yeah like it there are other movies that utilize it um better and this it's just kind of it's just there solely for a laugh, um, and that's about it. And it, I, agree. if anything, I was just like, it's this wouldn't be okay. I mean, it's I mean, technically, it's still not even. I don't even know. It's just it doesn't need to be there, really. Um, that's the bottom line. But um, yeah, it, it gives it. The only thing is, it gives us more insight into his background. Whereas Agent Ninety Nine, we don't really know that much about her, which is one of the reasons why I you know, her, their, their kind of slowly budding relationship is a little unlikely. Like, like, okay, Forced. they, when they, there's like a, you know, a whole fight sequence in, uh, after the, at the party in, uh, in the house. And actually that house, is that the X-Men house? I, I don't know it kind of looks like it but it i'm not 100 like on that i i have no idea there it's it's okay 
it looked kind of the stairwell in one of the scenes looked the same but anyway um and the next day uh he's saying like i think we work really well together and blah 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 and she's like i learned this is something i had to learn the hard way you can't trust anyone not even me like i could be the they basically think that there's a mole inside control and she's like it could be me you have no way of knowing and they don't that never really okay how did she no especially because we find out later he's asking her well in this particular scene he's just like okay and then he's like what are you talking like he's go she's gonna going on and on and he's like what are you talking about and I kind of realized, I think at this point, it actually makes, of course, he's intrigued by her. She's like the sexy spy. Yeah. But on her end, of co- I can totally, I realize now, I'm like, if anything, it makes a little bit more sense for her to fall for him first because she knows more about him because he's completely the opposite of her herself as well as anyone she's ever worked yeah. with and then we find out later when he asks like why why did you change your face not like just oh like why did you really change your face and she says it was because she was involved with someone from work and she lost focus the mission blew up and her identity was revealed and so she had to change her looks and she apparently the only scene she the only real emotional content we really get from her is that she used to look like her mom yeah but she had to do this if she wanted to keep being Uh, an agent and and it's like that's interesting but also we find out later and it's like oh where so is her mom still alive is her what's her family situation as well as like we find out later that the agent she was involved with was 23 so the rock yeah and i just want i was like okay is the whole finding out like the whole, I had something I had to learn the hard ways that you can't trust anybody. Was that that couldn't that wasn't him? And we know that wasn't him because she fought, later when it's revealed that he's a bad guy, she's like, I can't believe no none of us saw it, especially me. And it makes the most sense why she would be the most upset that she didn't notice. So I'm like, what's that situation? Basically, yeah, there's and a al- lot. Like also, she- like like was this? Yeah, like how long was like their relationship? Did they have like a uh, like was this like an ongoing relationship for like yeah. a, a really yeah like they they we get no real context. And also when like Max is like asking her questions, like tell me you didn't feel anything last night, and it's like he. Like he makes it come across that like did, did they sleep with each other and like the, during the rock and like yeah like we, like we like have like someone of an idea that they didn't but he's asking in a way that the uh, like the chief and and uh, twenty three in the car with them is like did you guys hook up on that mission because <laughs> it make because the way he's asking it yeah very much like makes it seem like that's what happened which. There, I'm wondering if something got cut. I definitely, because we do see later. So he, uh, they, the whole like sequence at the bakery is they, he basically puts like, it's filled, you know, they're, they're using yellow cake iridium to like, you know, make explosives. And he puts like some, he, he's basically they blow it up, but he only puts enough, he says, to bury the weapons lab, not to like actually cause you know, radioactive like, destruction. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to blow up the yeah, uranium. <laughs> and, and 23 does a sweep says there's 
nothing here. It's just a bakery. And then um, a parent and also also hold on. Yeah. I, I, I want to yeah, yeah. cut in right here. So we see he's cutting in there and you see like when he's like talking to like Anne Hathaway and the chief that is like, oh, it's completely clean here. And you see there are other people like walking around in there. So it's like either they are all chaos agents or control agents that are like working with 23. So basically double agents or they are all just like moronically incompetent at their job that they didn't pick up any residual radiation and only the rock picked it up for some reason. Cause like, there's no way they would just send one agent into the field to, to sweep for radiation. And he's not even wearing a hazmat suit. He knows that there's radiation there. Like out of everyone there, That's... he's the only one who knows that there is like radioactive, harmful material in that area that is now probably unstable because it's gotten buried in a ton of rubble. So it's like, why aren't you wearing protection? Maybe that's supposed to everyone, be a hint like everyone else. That I I know, but just, I didn't it, think I never picked up it on was that. Just such a weird that's a good thing. Point. I, did, I didn't yeah. pick up on that. So it's like either control seriously needs to clean house on like double agents or check in to make sure that you know they didn't hire a bunch of like you know more werabies and and 91s that are just seem like moronically incompetent or did they did Dwayne Rock Johnson just like have the uranium move before they got there and if that's the case why is he still covered in like a ton of radiation that it sets off Max's Geiger counter and why does it set it off like thirty minutes after they've been hanging out together? Like, why does it set, it set off the guy wasn't... so much later after they've been around that's each other? That's what I always wondered because that's a good point. Because the first, uh, we, we don't know he has his watch until he's in the bathroom at the restaurant, and knowing that there's a lot of chaos agents, he's peeing. There's a joke of him peeing and trying to listen to their conversation, and he keeps stop. He keeps stopping, yeah. and then. Which, which is why I this movie reminds me so much of Austin Powers because like the whole when he gets to Frosty, he's peeing for like five minutes straight, and it's like this is literally and the he, same joke. Uh, is wiping, you know, using a towel to wash his hands, and he put and he's like setting his towel down, and he's right next to the guy, and so his watch is going off. He's like, oh, it's time to take my pills, and then he gets back to the table. He tells uh, ninety nine, he's like, okay, there was a guy in the bathroom who was really hot. <laughs> She's like. Okay, okay, and he's like, uh, no, okay, no, like radiation, that. radioactive hot. Okay, he does have a certain ruggedness that most some pe- find appealing. But I that joke I thought was funny. Yeah. But yeah, the um, his watch can detect radioactivity, which is that's handy. That seems really handy, and I do agree. Yeah, when they get back yeah, to no. the U.S., he is sitting in the back with twenty three. But he's not, I don't know, I'm kind of yeah. wondering, maybe his, he has to be really close to them. And he, I mean, he's pretty close, but he's not, his arm I mean, is not on the rock. So. I mean, they're like, they're like, what, like a foot and a half away from each other? Like, that's more or less the same distance that he had with, like, the guy that he, like, uh, hit the Geiger counter with. Yeah, uh, I did, that's a good point. Like, that. it's more or less, like, the same distance, and it just, like... If your gadget is on the fritz, then make it, then tell the audience or something like that. If it's some kind of like, like glitch in the gadget, otherwise keep with like the internal rules on what this movie has stated before. Otherwise, it's not going to make any sense because it goes off like 30 minutes later after they've 
done like the whole sweep of like uh of uh, going around and uh you know it's like oh we're going to check out the the concert hall it's like okay there's nothing here it's like okay we're going to go into the car okay there's nothing here we're going to get in the helicopter there's nothing here like he's been with the rock like the entire time so it's like the fact that it does doesn't go off until like the very end of that whole spectacle of like oh okay i'm done with this and also the rock is carrying around the launch codes the entire time no one questions what that metal briefcase is until the very very end of like huh the jig is up Dwayne. yeah i agree um him being it kind of honestly almost seems like that was i I don't know enough about the original show so i can't go based on that but it seems it it seemed very much like that kind of came up cop out at the at like towards the end like they were struggling they needed a bigger they needed a twist or they needed i agree that there is for a for a bad guy who is pretending to you know who is a double agent it seems like he is being really careless and yeah, he's just carrying around. But I also do think the briefcase, like he's a spy. He, we don't think that much of it, but I do agree that as an audience, we don't think that much of it, but at the same time, he's just carrying that around with him. Like, like like it makes sense that like, yeah, like he, like he's like, he's a spy. Of course he's going to carry around like a, a, like a metal case like that. But it's like, but if he's like, been this like meticulous about like hiding his identity from like the agency on all this stuff why would you carry around the launch codes for something like it it made no sense to me on like why why are you carrying them why didn't you give them like to siegfried so that way when he gets like potentially caught you're in the clear and as far as we know i don't think we know if siegfried knows that agent 23 is his boss or anything like that. There's no indication on his what voice is they, disguised. Yeah, whenever yeah, they talk. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no indication that like they actually know if Agent Twenty Three is like part of chaos or anything like that. It, it, all we see is like Twenty Three like working on his own or like making like the the like disguise like uh, calls. So it's like there's no real risk for him involved, but. There is a risk when you're carrying the one thing connecting you to the bomb that is going to kill the president, like half of Los Angeles. So it, it just yeah, it doesn't. He, he put himself in the line of fire for no reason. Yeah, and it it um it also it just what's his motivation? Like, why is he doing this? Like you like I mean, even if it was money, I guess because they, they like they never. They, like, make i mean they never really talk about not, it it's very much i agree i mean he, not like 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 secretly like makes a demand for like 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 30 billion dollars like 300 billion dollars or something like that i mean okay but like it it doesn't for no not for for him but why is like the rock like it just doesn't i agree it, it's kind of a cop-out it's 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 like kind of a fun yeah. twist he's you know like it's i i remember the first time i was shocked but like looking, you yeah. made yeah. There are valid points of like it. It is a little bit of a cop out, and there's just not a lot of like. Okay, is he like? Has he always been a chaos agent? Did he like turn? Because in the very beginning, he's just coming back from his last from a mission, and then he's grounded. Yeah, he because um you know so it, 
because yeah because all the uh agents have been like discovered but yeah it, it just he has no character for this to be like a shock it's like oh, you are the best of us we trusted you how could you betray us like this like it, this isn't like an anakin moment of like you were the chosen one like it, it just yeah it's like oh no the quarterback is evil but also okay who gives but a also, shit <laughs> even when um like they think that max is a double agent for a minute like okay 99 is pretty heartbroken and uh the chief is just saying like like i'm really disappointed in you max like it's like and i really do love their relationship i think they in in this but i also it's like he should be the one taking it the hardest out of everybody yeah he, he, he yeah he's like i'm really disappointed in you man it's like he's like he's like saying he's like scolding his like son who he caught smoking like he's not taking this like as hard as he should it's like you just realize your best analyst is probably a double agent and you're like I should have known better. I blame myself, honestly. But we, like, but we, we have okay. to, we have to talk about the, um, the, the president in this. Oh so yeah, uh, James. It's Kahn. James. James Con. And I realize he seems to just pop in. I know he he seems to do this random ass movie. Is like he, um, like what, Santa Slay. Santa Slay. Yeah. There's a movie I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to. It's called Sicilian Vampire. It's a passion project, and he's in that. But I, it sounds like from what I hear, it sounds like he's he's not taking it seriously at all. Which why would you? Based on a Sicilian uh, Vampire. Yeah, it, it's 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 another it's a bad movie. I haven't okay. seen it, but I've heard about it. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, he just seems to do random stuff, which I find funny. But also. In this, it's supposed to be kind of like a parody of uh, George Bush, who was oh, still oh, yeah, uh, president definitely. at the time. Like, he's not saying nuclear correctly. And yeah, he's, like, he, kind of bumbling. Like, it's kind yeah. of, at the, at the heat. So the whole, the reason they believe there is a bomb in L.A. And there is a big, con- there's a concert that is being held at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Um, and he's... He's, and he's falling he's asleep attending. during the performance. He's attending, and then uh, they realize that the bomb is hidden somewhere in... They they already kind of think it's probably hidden in there, but then they find out that it's going to end. So Siegfried the whole time is kind of casually... And I thought, see, this I thought was a really nice, subtle little indicator of what was to come, because he's constantly listening to classical music, or he's playing Ode to Joy on his violin and there's a part when uh max meets him and uh he's pretending to obviously not be a control agent and he's playing ode to joy and he's like oh uh beethoven's ninth and he's like and he's like yes i've Uh, always loved it especially enjoy how it ends with a bang like there's night it's a good like you know rule of kind of threes like they did it enough times that it makes sense why this happens and so they realize that oh my god the concert the the bomb is going to go off at the end of the ode to joy so they have to stop the concert and when he he runs in and tackles the conductor and then james con like wakes up and then is like he's clapping like a little kid <laughs> um but like which also it occurred to me um i i live about i live right by downtown like the the concert hall is like 
a mi- little over a mile away from me. So it occurred to me, if like a radioactive... Oh my god, you're in the I know, mode. I was like, if a radioactive bomb went off, I would definitely die. I would not survive at all. I'm too close you to it. You would be ash. Because we're so close yeah. to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, and we, anyway, we, there's a whole like sequence that, I do think the sequence is really funny. Um, they realized, you know, 23 is the bad guy. He takes 99. And it's funny, he puts her in the car. The camera goes back to uh, Chief and Max for a minute, or for a second. And then it goes back to uh, Agent 23 and 99. And her hands are tied. And I'm like, when did he have time to tie her hands? Like, I, there was not enough time. Yeah, you've been, you've been, yeah, he's like, you've been but, driving this entire time. Did well, no, before, well, before that, before off? he starts driving, we see through the window, her hands are tied. And I'm like, well, how did he, he did not have enough time to do that. But anyway, they uh, commandeer this, I don't know this, I don't know who it is. It's someone's, it's a government, it's someone they know. It's like a, but we don't think we ever meet yeah, them. Yeah, it's like... I, yeah, it's like who who is this person? I've never seen this person. But they take his movie. car and he's he's just like they're driving and uh Max is just like, "You know what, chief? I can totally understand how why you were so disappointed in me that how I feel about Agent 23." And of course, the chief is just like, "Oh, watch 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 for this car. Watch for this." And then they're on a golf court, a golf course. It's like, and sand everybody's trap, sand like trap. <laughs> hitting them with golf balls, and then they run into like a restaurant, and a swordfish like breaks through the window, and the point is like pointing right at Alan Arkin's head. And this is my family's other favorite line in the movie when uh, Steve Carell is like, "They see a uh, they're they're right by an airport." Are you thinking? And he's what like, I'm "Are thinking? you thinking what I'm <laughs> thinking?" And then the chief is like. I don't know. Are you thinking, holy shit, holy shit, a swordfish almost went through my head? If so, yes. He is 100 the best thing about this movie. Like, I wish he was in it more. He's in it a fair amount, but yeah, I wish he was I, in it even that, more. And, yeah, and, and to be fair, that is probably, like, one of the best And then the they movie. commandeer plane, and they're fl- they, they're, they spotted uh, 23 and 99, and she, uh, Max tries to get closer, so he... There, it's pulling a banner. It's one of like a banner plane, and it's a a planner that just says one eight hundred suicide hotline. Like oh, it's suicide hotline one eight hundred. Don't do it. And he's yeah, just and, hanging and off. You see him hanging on that on that banner. It's like oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a yeah. that's a bit of a dark joke. But then we get to I think the uh, another really good joke. So earlier in the movie, when they um first like they basically eject themselves and like parachute out of a plane when they're flying to Russia and one of the, uh, you know, one of the chaos, like, like henchmen uh, delete is like following them. And he grabs, who who is just a mountain of a man. Yes. He's huge. huge. And also, and also his actual name is. Yes, it is. He, he's holding on to, they're like plummeting towards earth and he's like literally hugging and holding on to Anne Hathaway and uh, Steve Krell. And then to let him go, she kisses him. And so she, so basically, uh, the rock, they're on top of the car fighting for the briefcase and, um, the rock is like holding him down. And so Max like pulls him and kisses him (laughs) and then startles him and punches him. And then you see the chief is still on the plane. He goes, unusual, but effective. (laughs) Like, I I mean, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, 
That's that's those are See, results. that's a joke that like, okay, he saw Anne Hathaway do it and it worked. It makes sense why it occurred. Like, I don't know. See, that's a joke where everything makes sense, so the joke is really funny. It wasn't just set up. Like, even if it just happened in that one time, you know, fine. But it happened again because it's funnier because he's like kissing the rock. But that's another joke that I yeah. really like. And then we think, uh, you know, kind of fast forwarding a little bit. Uh, they're trying to get off the car and then they're about to hit a train and you think Steve, Car- he pushes 99. You think uh, he's been hit yeah. by a train and, and he hasn't. Yeah. It, and it's a total yeah, fake and, out death. And it's like, oh, missed it by that much. Yeah. And we also find out that because he was being dragged by like the banner on the train tracks that's like, oh, he's going to have some like major road rash. It's like, no, he's running completely unaware that his pants are completely ripped when he like you know like gets into the concert hall and he's like bowing to to everyone. His, <laughs> his bare ass his is like CGI showing. ass. How did you not feel? Yeah, th- looked- <laughs> it's like how did you not feel that there was a cool breeze when you were running for like three miles from like the train like the dock like the train tracks to like the concert hall. How did you not realize that, like, you are just running, like, completely, like, bare-ass yeah, the entire and, time? But that's also the scene where, yeah, he bends down and bowing, and everyone's like, ah! Oh! And even, like, and James Caan, the president, is like, oh! like, like, clapping like a little kid. It's like, oh, this is a he's funny, like, oh, this is like a funny the son of a bitch. I guess when he does tackle the conductor, and he, like, he wakes, he's like, oh, I like that, and I bit at the, that bit at the end. <laughs> like, he, he's definitely... Like, yeah, he the thinks ending, this is part I think, of the show. is definitely. I I really overall I really like this movie. I think it's got a lot of laughs, but I do agree. There's things that don't really hold up. Maybe just you know didn't need to happen. Like there are issues with it, and I agree. Um, I noticed it more so this time around than obviously when I was. I will say the one thing that kind of as a kid I noticed was I think when Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway kiss I think it just felt weird because I you know associated Anne Hathaway in a way and Steve Carell I was you know he, I knew who's like I knew who both these people were they were just not a couple that I would have believed and so when they kissed and I even as a kid something about it seemed weird and I realize now it's just because I don't really buy yeah. that I feel like do I believe that maybe they kind of like each other sure but do I think it wasn't warranted. They're romantically involved. No, no, it was. It was mainly just there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough emotional content in the story for me to believe that they would like end up together. Um, but they worked well together. Like they were a fun duo. I, I do yeah. think. Like they had chemistry. It Not just, romantic it didn't chemistry. Seem like it would spark. Like yeah, like anything like that. Um, yeah. So overall. I mean, it's it's kind of a fun movie, I think. Um, Kevin, would you... You would say this is totally real, right? No, not at all. <laughs> not not uh, even not even the slightest amount do I think this is real. Um, yeah, I'm my, trying... Point, yeah. <laughs> point, point, my, my main point is the fact that the entire like beginning of this movie, we see Chaos has been stealing a massive stockpile of yellow kick uranium. And it's like that, the fact that they were able to seal that much in that amount of time without 
anyone realizing it with like so many with no loose ends whatsoever and we see that Siegfried is pretty casual about killing his henchmen it's like why would any of the henchmen have any loyalty to someone like that it it, it makes no sense that there weren't any like internal leaks within chaos that would lead to either the American government or the European government being involved to stopping that, or at least having some major um, roadblocks set up for chaos rather than just control who to the public knowledge, both of these these, uh, these spy agencies no longer exist. So it makes no sense that chaos was able to completely do everything that they accomplished in the movie completely unhindered by literally anyone except for like what like five agents total yeah i think there's even a joke where uh starsky says like i want to quit but what can i do he's married to my sister siegfried and it's like yeah anything you totally could quit because he's married to your sister so she can probably keep you alive i mean depending on how much he respects her <laughs> but yeah, yeah like it, and i yeah. i agree on that but also um the the concept it's like when you really think about it does this concept work in a modern day setting and i'm kind of like yes it, no like it they they made it work but um there are things like it's because really it is a modern, it is a you know modern version of Get Smart, which was again in the sixties. So yeah, so like th- there are elements that work, but overall, I feel like they needed to modernize it a bit more for like the motive and like how the bad guy was able to complete this. Like they, if they were like like kind of doing something like like in resident evil like umbrella company is like a legitimate company that has like this secret like ulterior motive and like all these secret hidden facilities like they have a public face and then they also have a dark side like if chaos did something like that i feel like it kind of would have kind of worked uh and then control would have just been like completely like hidden in the shadows like control i I, like the, the control seemed fine to me but chaos we we really know nothing about their structure how it works how it operates so it makes their accomplishments seem so much more far-fetched when all we're seeing is just how it's being done how i'm assuming how they've been completing it the yeah. entire time it's like if it's just three guys breaking into a pretty much abandoned warehouse and then burning it down, then, like, how were you able to do this? And also, why are you storing yellow cake uranium in an abandoned storage There was facility? also, I will say, there, I did love um, when they find the bake, they find the Eric with bakery with all the yellow cake uranium, and he he's talking to Agent 99, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I found the yellow cake. And she's like, well, yeah, it's a bakery. He's like, no, not yellow cake cake, yellow cake uranium. Oh, Although there is yellow cake cake, and it's like some workers stopping and having like a birthday. Yeah, and like a bunch of the minions are having like they're a all like birthday. yellow yeah. suits. <laughs> um, they are. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like that's that's a crossover everyone's waiting for. The get smart meets uh, despicable oh. me. <laughs> um. Don't lie. You've been waiting yeah, for that for I years. Think, um. 
obviously I I'm biased because I grew up with this movie I think for but I do kind of agree like yeah it's not really I was thinking about it I'm like there were a lot of things that I'm like yeah this is plausible this is plausible but there was also I was actually at the very end I was kind of wondering on how so the secret service they they go to the secret service and say we think there's a bomb planted somewhere here and they're yeah and they completely disregard and they're like that. we've done a sweep and blah 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 and then later when they stop the concert they uh uh max gives a total guess he's like would you believe it be hidden in the piano and they're like whoa how did we miss that and i'm kind of just wondering like yeah hey how did they miss yeah, they, did, this but how- also would they have thought to check the piano? It's just kind of a question. And also it's like, I guess it makes, cause really he could have, they could have, the bomb could have been planted as long as it heard the music. Literally. Anywhere. Yeah. It could have been planted anywhere. So I guess it, it makes sense why it's there, but I can't decide how re- realistic it is that either they didn't find it or they didn't check of it. So then what is their sweep? Pretty much anything that has a yeah, hollow, uh, uh, and I mean, I, I mean, a, a piano is not empty. Obviously, there's stuff inside, but there is room yeah. that was able to it was store able to store a bomb. Yeah. So, like, uh, also, I think like it's like I'm not sure if it's a standard procedure, but I'm pretty sure like the Secret Service, whenever they receive like any tip of a credible threat, so like three government agents saying, "Hey, there's a bomb in here," I think they have to like. Like yeah, do, do, like I think they legally have to do like a, a sweep and search to like verify if that is credible because like if they're wrong, then they're out of the job and also dead, and so is the president and all these other people that are there. So it's like okay, like yes, these people, this agency messed up like royally once, as far as you know, and as far as the public knows, this is like the only like major like like fuck up that control has done. So it's like. Okay, we're going to completely disregard years and decades of your your agency's worth and value because you blew up one building that didn't have what an agent said it was. So this is like it's like that that's such bullshit. Yeah, I kind of I'm kind of with you. While I was watching it, it was funny because I was like I was asking sometimes when I'm watching something I'm I'm asking myself like how believable or how real is this? And like it's weird because I realized there's I for, there's a lot of things in here that I can totally be like, you know, whatever, just I believe it, movie logic, whatever. I feel like it's a lot of the little things that I just kind of don't. It's, it's the, it's kind of that same, it's the situation of the like real, like very like realistic real world things such as, you know, yeah. if there's a bomb threat... <laughs> Even if it's even if it's not real, the uh, Secret Service is going to react. It's stuff like that. That's just I don't yeah, know. Like like people, yeah, people are naturally yeah. going to freak out. Like yeah, like it, it, uh, I I think it was like a like if I go out in like a crowd and just say I have a gun, people are going to like naturally yeah. freak out. Even if I don't have a gun, and it's like very clearly like I don't have one, people are naturally going to freak out and react so, accordingly. Yeah. Like that's there, there. There's a knee-jerk reaction to threats like that. So the fact that the Secret Service just completely blew off this credible like intelligence agency because they fucked up one time, and yeah, because the Secret Service has never fucked yeah. up at all ever. <laughs> um, um, 
yeah. I'm sure there's some topical stuff like that we're, we're unaware of, but yeah, there's just you can't do that and expect and, and not expect there to be some yeah. kind of consequence. It's so I feel like it's a lot of those things that I do. I have to kind of agree with you that this isn't very real, but there were things watching it now. There were things that I did notice um, that I don't think I like. I, I made me think about it more. I, cause I didn't think about it as a kid, like how, okay. Control, control versus chaos. Like control is a large, very organized agency. Like, whereas chaos is just, as far as we know, like a couple of people, it is disorganized because they're chaos. Like there's things like that, that I'm like, Oh, that's actually, I feel like that was stuff that the movie didn't shove down my throat. And I actually liked, and I felt was not, yeah. um, like that, I that I can buy to a degree. Well, it, 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 but we also don't even know to like the extent on like how yeah exactly chaos exactly is because we only see like we only see like three There's only three like, people yeah basically yeah. manager yeah we only see like, yeah we only see like three like actual agents and then the rest are just kind of like henchmen that kind of like work by proxy as like oh yeah I work at like this the 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 bakery that. It's like okay, so are you guys all? Yeah, I agree. Or do you all just hear that we're just hired? I, yeah, like like like, like you're I being have to like think that they are. Um, but I, I that's yeah, that's that's the that's the other obviously the other side of that that. But but I I think there were the the themes and the ideas that the uh, movie didn't I feel like shove down our throats. They just kind of showed it throughout the movie, which I'm like, which I liked, but I. I felt like yeah, there were a lot of things. A lot of the the realistic situation, realistic things were the things that are like that's not how people would react. Yeah. That I kind of don't buy. It, um, it, it, it kind of yeah. reminded me of um, it, you know, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar. Okay. Yes. Okay, so you, it it kind of reminded me of that on like how like the average like town person and that and like all like the town hall meetings are just saying like all these like insane like non really believable like almost like idiotic like things like yeah my, my dog sniffed a tree i didn't like that and there's just some idiotic stuff like yeah that. But, like that's the general like consensus of intelligence for, like that entire town that's kind of the vibe i was getting from this movie of like everyone was dumbed down to a ridiculous level and that was like the baseline equivalent of like the intelligence for people in this movie of just yeah o- that's only a like, good point yeah only like only like five people had a clue what was going on and everyone else was just a bumbling moron and including like the general public the president in this movie this the uh, not the cia the secret service like everyone just was just walk around just be like her dirt and just had no like oh, no idea what was actually going on and just going about as if it was a normal day if anything i think what confused me was if it was just simply, oh, control is there? They're an agency and they fight chaos. But they mentioned the secret. They said they mentioned like the CIA and stuff like that. So it's like, why don't? Why aren't they like an extension of the CIA? Or are they? Why aren't the CIA dealing with chaos? Like it putting I'm them? I'm sure that's. Yeah, I, I'm sure that was probably like some like like there was some reasoning behind that in like the show, and this was just kind of. Uh its own thing so there wasn't really a need to be 
like including like all these other like outside agencies. But it, it also kind of begs the mind of like if this is supposed to be like a secret organization, so then why would they need to be like like why would the the chief go to like all these like very public me- not really public but like these meetings with like all these other um department heads yeah. and, the, and the vice president it's like shouldn't this be kind of like a men in black situation i was about to say i was about to say it's clearly yeah. it, it's it would make more sense if it was it's basically trying to incorporate like cuz the you know it's it's incorporating it into like a contemporary world and it 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 doesn't work as well as it could. I agree if it was more like Men in Black, where this yeah, this doesn't exist, it would make a yeah, little more sense. It, yeah, because they're, they're kind of giving it like this like MI6 James Bond vibe, but they're supposed to be like operating the shadows, being completely secret, a clandestine group of secret operatives operating around the world. It's like, okay, so you're Men in Black, but no, they're, they're going into like these like war room meetings in like this like like you said, like there's like post nine eleven like world of like sharing intelligence and just uh, like the war on terror and just it it doesn't really work like that. Like yeah, I know you're working to like fight against like this terrorist organization, but you're only fighting this one terrorist organization as far as we know. Yeah, that and that's the thing is like, did they defeat chaos as a whole? They just stopped chaos. They didn't really. I think this was a movie. I've seen this get smart too on like that list of sequels that we'll never get list. Um, so, and yeah. I feel like it's, it, it ties things up enough that I can, you know, it's a decent standalone, but um, yeah. it also, yeah. Like, cause they, when you really think about it, they didn't stop chaos. They just stopped them. They stopped this plan. They foiled their plan, but they didn't like end them um, completely. So, yeah. you know, it has enough to work with to, to make more. Um, but yeah, overall, um, yeah, this I this isn't that realistic. I think I, I, I even admit it. There was it's nostalgic blindness. I've watched this for years, and I do kind of have a soft spot for it. I feel like if I watched this for yeah. the first time now, obviously I'd be like, this is this is terrible. But I think the biggest reason why <laughs> I can look past certain things to some degree is because it's it is fun. Like, I still enjoy watching it. And, like, there are jokes that I find, yeah, still and, find and really funny. <laughs> yeah, like, that's perfectly fine. Like, I, I kind of have, like, a, like a love-hate relationship with, like, the, the Resident Evil movies. Like, they're yeah. horrible movies. Like, they, like, especially, like, when you get later on, like, past anything past, like, three, they just get horrendously bad. But I do enjoy the series as a whole for, like, the dumb action movies yeah. that are. Even if they have nothing to do with the source it's, material, it's just like as it it passes an afternoon. It's not, um, yeah. There and there's nothing wrong with that. I think as long as yeah, it, it's it's mindless it's mindless fun that you can turn your brain. Yeah, off like and I enjoy. recently, um, like a couple months ago, I watched Lake Placid for the first time, and it's oh, love that movie. Yeah, it was it wasn't good, yeah. but I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. I, I like it you was get, so much you fun. You get a swearing, you get a swearing Betty White. That's the best movie. <laughs> Who like feeds a giant um it, f- alligator a full grown cow? No, again, That's the best. I, when that happened, I was like, what? Like, but yeah, like it's just it, it's this is simply 
it's just it's a fun dumb movie and so i rec i mean i i do recommend it in that regard um no it's not like a cinematic masterpiece um but yeah it's i think far from yeah it, but yeah. it's i think it was a fun movie to kick off our uh summer uh movies yeah and- no i i it it is it is a fun kind of like all right we're out of school now let's watch something to really dumb ourselves down so we can enjoy the rest of these. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, speaking of enjoying the rest of our episodes, hmm. Sam, where can uh, our, our viewers find some uh, some of our other episodes? You can find us um, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you can wherever you can uh, find podcasts, as well as YouTube. Uh, follow us and subscribe to our Instagram page. We're always giving, or yeah, we're always giving like, you know, updates on what's coming up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Leave it, leave a comment, subscribe, like, share, follow, retweet the whole shebang. I, I, all of it. Hit punch that bell notification. I love this time of year. Send me a year. retweet. Find me on Reddit. Yeah, I love this time of year because it's just like, I don't know. It's we're, we're doing like, we're doing movies that we all we we seem to also have like a soft spot for yeah. and love and like um yeah, yeah so i, I, this, I mean, is who, a, who this is such a fun yeah who doesn't love <laughs> a good blockbuster yeah yeah so uh stay tuned next week where we are going to be continuing along the trend of some fun spy movies um i'm actually really excited for this one we've had this on a yeah. list for a while like, yeah yeah like like almost two years i want to say yeah or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah like th- this is one that we had like in the books like when we first started so i'm i'm really excited to finally uh check this off for our list so yeah stay tuned for that i've already said too much so uh that being said <laughs> uh i'm kevin tracy i'm samantha tomlinson and you've been listening to movie reel bye bye folks